Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. Hazy Sunset, New England IPA, Bayfield Brewing Company. And today, I am so excited to have on a 35-year-old from Smooth Rock Falls, Ontario, Canada. His hockey journey has taken him to Canada, the USA, Germany, France, Wales, England, and Poland. A staple and legend of the Hawksbury Hawks, a two-time CGHL champion with them a first team all-star and the playoff MVP, but we still don't know why he had 208 penalty minutes. He put Canisius college on the hockey map and was the second all conference team there 13, 14, most goals and points by a D man in the French league in between ski runs with Morzine. He's a challenge cup champion with Carf devils yours truly and was a spieler for dry yards with the, Ice Paraton Krimichow, the Pirates of Krimichow on the ice. <clears throat> and he's the pod's first ever trip to Poland and one of the best teammates I've ever had. Welcome to the pod or the shed, Carl Hudson. Hey, Wally. Thanks for having me, man. Good intro. That's awesome. Buddy, it's great to see you again. How's Poland? Uh, you know what? I was quite surprised. We are loving it here. Um we're in a very nice city um, and we got a good spot and my son's in school and we're just, uh, we're really enjoying it so far. He's in school, like Polish school? It's an international school. Oh uh, boy, well, you're paying the big bucks? You you're not paying for that, are you? We are, but it's not like uh, back in Canada. It costs, uh, I think it's 300 in 70s Lottie. Lottie? Lottie. So that's about a hundred bucks a month. Oh, that's great. No, I was thinking like, <laughs> you know, the international schools where like the guys in the DL would send their kids and they pay like 20 grand a year or something. The guys that made big bucks. Do you ever hear about those? Like, Mon like Montessori and stuff? Uh, this would be like in Germany that they, they'd go to the international school and they'd pay a pretty penny. Yeah um so is your no, kid like, having speaking any polish is that i don't think so he might learn it soon he was speaking german when we left krimenchow um really but yeah well i say speaking he was singing songs in german how old is he he's just turned three uh last weekend well happy birthday logan right i'll tell him that i'll tell him he said that and you got mckinley yeah, McKinley. She's a firecracker, little daredevil. Uh, I think I think she got more of the Hudson side, and Logan's a little more cautious. He got he got the Rusak, my wife's uh, side of the family. 
I kind of have an idea. I know what you're talking about. I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, no, my daughter just cut her hair at school the other day. <laughs> just the bangs. Looks real good, honey. <laughs> real good. <laughs> a friend of hers did it or she did it on her own? Just She did it on her own and she says, nobody knows she did it. And I'm like, well, what'd you do with the hair? She said, I just put it in the garbage, carried out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks really good. So really good. Um, okay. So I usually get into how we know each other, Carl. Um, so we played for the Cardiff Devils. You were a former potter, but you were a half episode. You jumped in with pigs, right? For my first three way. And, yeah. You uh, kind of gave me a big heads up on that one. eh? Hey, sometimes you got to be ready, right? When the worm jo- goes in the water, the fish has got a bite, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was at your wedding, right? Um, that's actually one of the stories I tell on the pod is that that was like one of the first times I spoke German after I left Germany, like five years later was you had a couple there from Kofborn, I think. And I told them I didn't know English and I can only speak German, right? <laughs> yeah. So that was, uh, we call them Oma and Opa. Grandma and grandpa, right? Yeah. Cause, uh, I mean, they, they were like our German parents, I guess they, we spent all Christmas there and they come to visit us in Canada and, uh, we just became really close with them. They became close with both our parents and now they're close. Like they, they send gifts for Logan and McKinley all the time. And it's great. Yeah. They were really nice people. I enjoyed my time at the wedding as well, Carl. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. You had some pretty good dance moves there between you and my dad. I don't know who won the dance off. but uh... <laughs> Well, it was a good competition. He, he was ready to compete. Yeah, your old man, your parents were great folks when I always saw them uh, when they came to Cardiff. Um, I think, I guess, I think your old man still owes me a beer, though, for defending your honor. Where's that? When oh, I fought, yeah, you did. When I, when I fought yeah. for you in Cardiff, remember? Yeah, that, that's true. I, I did like a front flip from a, was it a knee or a hip check or something? Um, yeah, that noble guy took you out. Um, and uh, yeah, it, uh, I was right behind uh, the drop pass. So I fought the guy and I, I, I fared pretty well, I thought. But uh, your old man always said he was going to buy me a beer for doing that when we was chatted that, on, we chatted on FaceTime all the time, right? Because we were neighbors. Yeah. Was that one of your last games too? Yeah, that was my second last ever second last game i thought that yeah yeah that that was one of the things i remember and i always told lisa i was gonna get one more fight so thanks for getting submarined <laughs> carl <laughs> no problem uh, at least you weren't injured because that was one of the dirtiest plays i've ever seen that guy's a punk um okay how else we know each other is uh yeah we'd have we'd go out with your parents when they'd come to cardiff and you'd come when my parents um we were neighbors right what was that place called celestia house was it Celestia House? That was a great spot, eh? Oh, right on Cardiff Bay, looking over the water. Yeah, there was that one, I forget the name of that one bar that was close by there. It's uh, something about boats, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't remember the name, Carl? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they adopted you as a son. <laughs> the world of boats, Carl. <laughs> I know, world of boats. What a great spot. Overlooking the bay from the far side, you can just uh, see just see the, the all the traffic and all the people, but you're off on your own, right? It's exactly. It was the best view, and uh, I love that spot. Yeah, that was fun. Um, my wife just texted me that my window's open and it's raining, but um, you know, I'm trying to stay focused here. I'm going to tell her I'm on with you. 
Um, Will Tyler come, Tyler fix it. Um, well, we're live in the shed. I don't know if she'll want to come in. We'll see. Um, okay. How else we know each other? What do we got here? Yeah, you spent a lot of time with uh, Colby. This was before you had kids, and I'm sure your kids are having a blast with you because you were a hoot. Uh, with my kids. So thanks for being a good neighbor. We had a lot of fun. You taught them, you taught Colby how to hunt with Nerf guns, um, pigeons in Cardiff Bay, right? Yeah, that's right. I remember that uh, going down to the park, I think. We would grab, uh, oh, we'd grab a coffee or a Gatorade or something and we'd go to the park and right. Yeah, coffee, Gatorade, yeah. <laughs> Protein shakes, actually, I think they were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you'd put the bread out and then the pigeons would come eat it and you'd have little Colby like three years old in between your legs and you, oh. you guys would shoot the pigeons with yeah. the Nerf gun. Gosh, that was fun. On, on the record, I don't, it, the Nerf guns weren't strong enough to hurt the pigeons. Yeah, nobody was getting hurt. But do you want to hear my story for the week, Carl? Well, let's hear it. Um, this Saturday, I took my dog down to the beach for a walk. It's just down the road here, right? Yeah. And I get to the beach, I start walking. I got the headphones in. And out of nowhere, there was all of a sudden a dog, a huge dog, a Rottweiler, biting my dog's leg and like shaking it and like trying to rip its leg off. And I'm like, Are holy. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? This dog's got no leash, no color, and there is no people around. I'm the only person around. And I'm like, holy shit. So I didn't know what to do. And this dog's got my dog's leg. So I did kick it in the head as hard as I could about five times and it did not care this dog was on my dog and then at one point my, so then I got my dog on a leash so then I'm like well let's run and I'm like that's not working and my dog's just yeah. trying to get away from this thing well, so then at one not, point you're I you're felt not fast enough you're not, I'm not fast, fast enough, enough at all <laughs> so then I I get I get pulled I into the sand I'm laying in the sand Carl and there's a Rottweiler trying to kill my dog right beside me. And I'm laying in the sand, holding onto the leash. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? My dog might die right now. And I don't know what's going to happen to me because I'm laying right beside them. And I stood up and I'm like, I got to be the alpha here. And I screamed at the dog, like right in the Rottweiler's face, not knowing if it was going to like bite me or what the hell was going to happen. And then it finally, I got its attention and it looked at me and I got in between that dog and my dog. And then it kept trying to get around me, but wouldn't actually get it, go around me. And then I bought enough time until the guy whose dog it was got him. And I was trying to keep, like, I was like playing goalie in between my dog and this yeah. Rottweiler that was literally trying to kill him. And it was insane, man. I was so like shaking I... after. I was, it was the, yeah. one of the scariest no things shit. I've ever been a part of. What did uh, what did the guy say when he got his dog? Like he, so, li he literally got over there like in a panic and got the collar on him. He had no leash still, so he pulls him away on the, just a collar. And I was like, "Oh my god, I got to get out of here! I got to check my dog! I got to make sure everything's okay!" And I kind of let him know that his dog should not be alive anymore and it should be put down like today. And I was shaking and quite up, you know, I was wound and. Um, but he had three children with him and another dog and at least that didn't seem very friendly. And I'm like, I got to get out of the situation. Um, and I, I, I shook, I shook my head at them. I had never seen them before. This is a very small town and I've never seen these people. Yeah. Before. I was going to say, was he like, where is he from? I really am looking forward to figuring out where they live and where this dog lives. Cause it was insane. And if my children would have been there, dude, whew, 
So anyways, I had to get that off my chest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is that this summer, Logan actually got attacked by a dog. Jesus. Is, uh, yeah. One of my best buddies dog, but it, I mean, looking back on it, it was kind of my fault. Like I, w- I went to spend the weekend there and, uh, we kept them separate because the my buddy knows that like not is unsure about the dog around kids and stuff. He's fine around us and other dogs, but around kids, he's not sure. And then uh, not last day, no, and he has a daughter too. But they keep like the but, one but the, the dog, dog stays probably up. protective of the child because it's like part of that family. I, or? I know. I think the like the. The dog stays outside, like almost like they keep him separate totally. But then I went out onto the the balcony to get my shoes, like about to leave, like after the weekend. And Logan followed me in there and the dog just attacked. And like, yeah, so it was kind of my fault because like my buddy warned me and like, I don't know. uh, Yeah, but But like, yeah, like I love dogs. Dude, but if right they're not the, good dogs, you know, right, right to the face, like Logan got two stitches underneath his chin. Seriously, yeah. But I, again, you know what I say is you can't, you can never blame the dog. Well, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm just curious why that dog's first intentions were right to attack my dog right it wasn't coming yeah. over to like smell or sniff yeah. or nothing it was coming to attack and yeah. like like that dog that's just weird and like i don't know if you can't yeah i don't know i don't know man See, weird like, times but it was it, it that's was way, like, if your child's getting attacked by a dog you must have been so freaked out be like what i yeah man because I, 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 I was i was super upset at first but then i said like the dog was kind of like in its pen and like it just so happened that Logan came into the dog's pen, right? So it's mm. yeah. a little gray area there. Okay, we'll give it. Yeah, yeah, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that so, one. But the guy on the beach, no benefit of the doubt. If there were children no, around, if there was anybody else around, and that was happening, man, exactly, like I was, like, I was scared for my life, and like I ain't a child, and I like it was craziness. Yeah. So anywho, that's. Uh, well, that's a bit of uh, adrenaline there for the week, eh? It was, man. I haven't had the heart rate up like that and felt like that actually probably since I got in that fight, Carl. That's the only <laughs> that was the only time I get adrenaline going like that is when I get in hockey fights where I'd actually like shake, you know? You're you're welcome for trying to pull a dangle that I just can't do. <laughs> I think you were just trying to buzz by him wide and he literally slid on yeah. his knees. I remember watching No, it. he it didn't slide up. Oh, I remember now. You know what he, he submarined did? you. Yeah, exactly. He tried to do like the who's that uh, WWF fighter there, Goldberg or whatever his name was. <laughs> I don't know. The spear. He tried to spear. He speared my knee. Yeah, it was nuts. Basically, and I was right behind yeah. you looking for the drop pass. Surely you didn't <laughs> see me. You just still go wide, <laughs> taking it to the hole. Uh, I got the horse <laughs> blinders on, man. <laughs> still do. No, you don't. Yeah, you you could, but you're probably one of the best skating D-men I've ever played with, Carl smooth smooth well, yeah i mean you, how's you that in your older hawk. age now are you still fast <laughs> you did play with hawk so he's a pretty smooth skater <laughs> too <laughs> yeah yeah i trucked around too you know <laughs> um i think we're still in um how we know each other carl because i had to talk about that dog thing 
we better move on. Um, we spent a lot of time in Cardiff together at Hoth and Hendo's house since Hoth's name just brought up. They lived uh, right by me and uh, we spent a lot of time over there and uh, the George brothers, right? Eli Jenkins, yeah. Eli Jenkins in the Bay. We spent some time at as well. What's Eli Jenkins? I don't even That's remember. That's the that place place. I would go to. That was my world of boats. Remember? Eli Jenkins. It was was right, that the place right on the corner? It was right by the Tesco, like right on the, it was right by Magic Wrap, kind of. A lot of free oh, okay. ads in the Bay here. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, moving on. What's the Polish food like? Uh, honestly, we've, we are amazed at the restaurants here. Um, I don't know if it's like, uh, like a inner city competition, but like this, so we're in Katowice and, uh, every restaurant we've tried has been just fantastic. And like, are they all Polish food or are you trying, are there no, different ones? So on Saturday, we went out for a nice calm dinner with the two kids. It was very relaxing. and Yeah, I remember those. <laughs> it was an absolute disaster. Like Logan just threw a, like, a little dipping thing of sour cream on the floor and just broke. <laughs> this like, kind of fancy restaurant. Meanwhile, fancy in Poland doesn't mean expensive. It's just, it was fancier. Um, and but we've tried polish food we've had like just italian food is really good there's a lot of thai restaurants stuff like that that uh so polish food is that um what are they called god i can't uh pierogies pierogies yeah they have pierogies potato pancakes are big here too which are delicious really what do you put on that not maple syrup ketchup no like sour cream oh dear Bacon bits? Bacon bits? Bacon bits would be good. I haven't seen it yet, though. Maybe uh, some green onions on there? Just thinking out loud. Yeah. Thinking out loud. No. So, Logan had green onions on his on Saturday. And That's then, probably why uh, he's throwing sweet and sour. Uh, so, burgers are huge here, too. Like your standard and hamburger? A, yeah, but these aren't A lot of cows hand. in Poland? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is there a lot of cows up there? I haven't seen one cow yet. Right. <laughs> but you're eating burgers, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where the beef is coming from, but so uh are the prices right on the food there too? Or is it like Norway? Oh, it's not like Norway. It's, uh, <laughs> like you go out to eat and then at when I first got here, I didn't have uh like my Polish bank account and stuff. So I would use my German card and it would ask me to translate to Euro and I'd be like, wait. I just had a burger, three beers, and a shot for 10 euro. Really? It, oh, yeah. It's amazing. It's living, eh? Gosh. And it, like, I'm not talking like a McDonald's burger. I'm talking like a gourmet, like, like something that would be like over 20 bucks back home. Oh, yeah. Everything's over 20 bucks now, man. Can't go yeah. any, you can't go anywhere for like, you buy a beer in a restaurant now. It's like, it's, 10 bucks at least like because you're it's eight bucks plus your tax plus your tip it's plus your tip yeah like how do, how do any of the hockey boys in canada ever get in one anymore right it's too expensive yeah unless you're playing for the leafs right or they know the bayfield brewing company <laughs> there you go 
That, cheers to them. I have to, I, I'll, I'll have to check that place out yeah. maybe when, I, when we come for a visit. Well, yeah, and we need to come check out your new place. So where are you guys living again? So we are living... By Peterborough. Uh, yeah. So it's like in between Lindsay and Bob Cajun. Uh, I want to say on Sturgeon Lake, but we're not actually on the lake. We're across the street. Okay. Um, it's like a little... What, cottage community, I guess you could say. Yeah, but is there quite a few people that live there year-round? Uh, on our street, there isn't. There's maybe, I don't know, 10 people out of 50 houses. You know what? This is how we got into... This is part of how we know each other that I didn't write down, Carl. Because we're talking about this. What's that? You and your wife, before you had children, always would say you're going to go up north and live off the land. You weren't even going to, like what you were going to live off the land and do your own thing right or is that still a thing oh so funny enough we are i'm still all about that kind of she was the one that was all about it before and i was like i know and then when once we had kids and stuff and then she wants to be close to family and you know it's nice that's to a have big neighbors. part yeah yeah neighbors are great yeah they and help I, a lot I told, I told her, I'm like, listen, if we go out in the woods and really do this, you're not going to have that. No. And like, as soon as the kid gets sick, she's like, oh, we got to take him to the doctor. We got, you know, and I'm like, well, you don't get that either if you, if you're living out in the bush. So, um, like we're talking living out in a bush, right? Like that's what the plan was. So then she got away from that. And (laughs) now lately with dealing with our taxes from like Poland and Germany and she's like (laughs) where were your yeah where were your children born they were both in born in uh Zwickau so just outside Krimichau in Germany so they're both born in Germany and let me tell you you start yeah like for myself it's like marrying an American and then you like the paperwork and then you have a kid in Wales and Germany and you you guys are dealing with the same stuff, doing taxes, having kids, the freaking paperwork you have to deal with when you start crossing borders, eh? Yeah. Well, the, so the paperwork for them being born was pretty simple. There wasn't like much to it. Um, yeah. Well, you did, to- yeah, because you guys are both Canadian. Yeah, it was a little bit more difficult when we got American Canadian yeah. and then all the, yeah. Yeah. So we just like, uh, I think we just applied for his Canadian citizenship passport through like Berlin or something. Yeah. Who's um, getting who Allie did all this, Carl. <laughs> yeah, she did. Oh, but uh, <laughs> Logan got his Irish citizenship and I did all that work. boy. Well, good for you. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But then Zoe couldn't get Welsh and she's actually born there. So what's up with that? Wales. You know, well, uh, they can't get German ones either. No, they didn't get that. No, would have been cool if they would have had all that, though. Well, yeah, we well, can get just... it because it's landed immigrants, right? That are having babies. So you—that's the same. Um, with you're you already had Irish. That's how he can get it, right? Yeah, so your daughter will be able to get it. get it too, then. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. A lot of doors opening for your kids, Carl. Good work. Yes, sir. Um, okay, we better get into the show like normal here. Then um, <laughs> we haven't got into anything, so. Um, part of all this is, uh, I guess we're talking about where you live now and living up North and all that and middle of nowhere. 
So, <clears throat> minor hockey and growing up in Smooth Rock Falls, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> and where is that, Carl? Yeah, so Smooth Rock Falls is, uh, it's the biggest little town in the north. The biggest little town in the north. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's our saying, right? right? I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means. Um, so... <laughs> It's the biggest little town around there, buddy. Yeah. That's what it means. <laughs> so it's, it's an hour north of Timmins. Um, so it's oh, up you're, there. You're north of Timmins because Timmins yeah. is north. It's quite, it's up there. So it's an hour north of there. And uh, both my parents were teachers. Um, and I don't know why they chose Smooth Rock Falls, but they did. And they're still there. So obviously they, they love it. I think that's why they chose it. Yeah, and growing up was awesome. I mean, I had an outdoor rink across the street from my house that my dad would build um, because the school he worked at was across the street from my house. Oh, that's perfect. So how many yeah. kids are in the school, Carl? Oh, geez. I, back then, there used to be a lot more people um, because there used to be a uh, like a wood mill. Oh, yeah. Right? And then that closed down. So when I graduated high school, I, I left to go play hockey and I, I came back for my grade 12 for high school. My dad was the principal and uh, graduated at the same time as my sister because uh, she was doing the grade 13 that they used to have back then. Yeah, they call it OAC or something. Whatever. OAC, yeah. Yes, yeah, something like that. And then I had skipped the grade when I moved away because they had, I don't know, grades were together. Anyways, so she's two years older. We, we ended up taking the same class together and graduating at the same time. My dad's the principal and there was about 10 of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think this would be a fun fact for the pod. Is that school English or French? It was French. Yeah. So... Yeah. To parler un petit peu français? Uh, sorry, I didn't get that. You parler <laughs> français un petit peu? <laughs> oh, he's parler un peu de français. Oui. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you're, yeah, and you played in France, so that would be uh, handy. Um, yeah, it was handy. Why and do yeah, they speak French up there, though? I know, like, like, I did a class about why they speak French in Quebec and Montreal back in university, but I don't know why they would speak it up there. They, I think it was uh, back in the day when you had the uh, James Bay. I, I'm making this shit up, but I might be right. Go for it. Do it. So Make it up at the shed. Get, this, we love to do yeah. this shit. <laughs> you, you can put this up on Wikipedia if you want. <laughs> Okay, so wait, but, how did uh, that happen? My guess would be when they used to have the Hudson's Bay Trading Company, right? That came from England. And then, so we're right uh, just south of James Bay. And then they used to trade a lot in Quebec, right? That was the main like oh. stopping area. And then the Hudson Bay goes into Quebec and maybe they would come down the James Bay, and then go south from there. Right, and it was a trail of French trail, speakers, right? Yeah, or, and it, maybe the French speakers kind of moved 
you know, because I don't know, I don't think there was Ontario Quebec borders back then. Yeah, uh, so maybe. I remember reading, or my last class of university ever, <clears throat> this was the one I took like five, six years after leaving school. It's the only one I ever had to take, and I didn't do it for five or six years, um, was like American history before like 1860, and it talked about like how Montreal and Quebec became French. It was pretty actually cool to hear. They took it over yeah. at night or something, and then all of a sudden, like now they still speak French to this day. Kind of interesting. There you go. Yeah. I like my story for Ontario French. But I, it's right. I, th I think it's right. It makes sense. It makes it wasn't in my it. textbook, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how do you get out of Smooth Rock Falls? And what's like the minor hockey like there if you only have any kids? We got to get moving here. We're going to be here all day, man. <laughs> I guess that doesn't matter. Whatever. Um, yeah. So I played house league growing up. And then uh, my parents saw that like, you know, yeah, not, you would have been running a muck. I was, I was, I was okay, and I just loved it, right? I just loved playing hockey. I was always out there, and uh, so they sent me to Timmins when I was. Oh, I forget how old I, I was. I think I looked eight. at it. it. Yeah, it would have been about Bantam, right? Because you went to Timmins yeah, and Capuscasing. So the year I was in Capuscasing, I actually lived at home. Okay. But I, I went I went away before that for I think one or two years and then ended up coming back home. And this is at what age? I had grade eight. You're moving away from home. Well, so I was in grade nine, but I'd skipped. I guess you don't so have I a choice, it. right? In smooth rock. If you want to play hockey, you're gonna like at least get to yeah. Timmins. <laughs> so and the other problem up there is like smooth rock wouldn't give me a release. So they're like what? Even if it's a higher higher league, <laughs> yeah, they don't give you rights up. Shut up. They're yeah. gonna hold you back and keep you in smooth rock like you're in minor hockey jail, woolen shop brown ale. <laughs> so it's like I think we our division was D. So like if yeah. you think about it, you got triple A, double A, single A, double B, B, C, <laughs> and then D. <laughs> And we, we got some we go. got some D centers in my area now, Carl. You don't be yeah. bad both at D centers, okay? I'm not. That's where I come from. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I went away to Timmins, and then I ended up playing. I think Bantam AAA there, and then went back home, played Midget AAA, and then after that, um, you go to Hawkesbury. Hawkesbury. So that was a battle too, because I had to get a release from the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League. Where's Hawkesbury? So Hawkesbury's right in between Ottawa and Montreal. So did you have to get released from like your junior league to go to a different junior league? Yeah, exactly. So what the coach in Hawkesbury did is he signed me up for a college, uh, like a farmer's college yeah. like to become a, to become a farmer. Because this place outside Hawkesbury called Alfred, it's the chip stand capital of the world, I think. Chip stand, like 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 French fry trucks. You're talking? What are you talking? Yeah, chip, yeah, yeah, French, yeah, chip stands, yeah, chip trucks. Okay, okay, food trucks. Yep, chip Anyways, wagons. Yep, go ahead. Th this is one of the only agricultural 
uh, colleges in Ontario. So he signed me up. The team paid for me to go to school for a semester there. Did you go to the classes? I did for two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) And the best thing is, I had my if you're gonna live on the land, Carl, maybe you should have gone to class. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I did. And uh, oh, okay, funny story, a couple funny stories here. (laughs) We're gonna be here all night. So, we're coming back from a road trip, and the coach says, uh, You have to go to school tomorrow. Like, you actually have to report because your release isn't in yet, and we have to like prove that you're going to school. So, he gets dropped off by the bus at home. And then he gives me the keys to his car. I get in his car. It's a standard. <laughs> Never driven a standard. I have two newfies with me. They don't, <laughs> I can't even understand what they're saying. Really? Come on. You can understand newfies. Or were you more? I, I, could, I could barely speak English at the time. So were your parents speaking French to you in the house too? Yeah. So these two new fees. Their are in English the back. was good when they came over to Cardiff. Uh, yeah, my dad always. My dad's from an English family, but right. uh, that's what. Okay, sorry, so I'm getting I, sidetracked. Keep going. So I got these two new fees in the back seat. Ah, come on, by just put in gear, by. <laughs> ah, like what are you saying? I don't know what you're saying, man. <laughs> Buddy, I couldn't even start. The, I didn't know I had to press the clutch to start the car. And we don't have smartphones, so we can't Google it back then. Or YouTube it. <laughs> How to so start anyway. a standard car. So oh. I, I finally get the car started. And then I'm like, okay, I, I better do a couple laps around town like while there's no traffic and stuff to get used to this whole thing. So we finally get it started a couple laps around town. I get to this intersection stall middle of the intersection <laughs> cars are honking at me. I'm like, man, I'm trying to get this started again. Like, anyways, it was, it was pretty funny looking back at it now. And then the next story is the next day I end up going to school and, uh, it's in Alfred and my dad ends up telling me a story about how he used to teach there. So <laughs> it used to be a institution for like, to like a reform institution. <laughs> like as in not good like, people like, yeah, well, not maybe not good people who made mistakes. Let's put it that way. Okay. Or like a juvenile type. Yeah, ju- is yeah, that what exactly. it's called? Juvenile halls or whatever they're called when they're like bad yeah. kids that get in some trouble? That do yeah. Yeah, a little okay. Okay. That's what it used to be. Yeah. So I guess my dad used to teach there. And uh, he tells me this story about uh, uh this has nothing to do with podcasts or hockey, but it's a pretty funny story. That's what we're here for. <laughs> so <laughs> he's uh he's teaching a class and there's this guy called Crazy Roy in his class and uh crazy roy says my it's my dad's first day and he says mr hudson i'm gonna jump out that window and my dad says it's my first day you know just if you can wait till tomorrow it'll be my second day just don't do it on my first day my dad looks away for a second next thing you know crazy roy jumps out the second story window head first (laughs) that's not that's not funny (laughs) why are we laughing (laughs) was he okay 
anyways, there was a lot of snow on the ground. And he comes back up and he says, oh, I'm okay, Mr. Hudson. You're all good. <laughs> so it's just insane how like the circle of life, right? And that's where you ended up going to, go to school to be yeah. a farmer. <laughs> yeah, for two weeks. Oh, gosh. Um, well, good thing Crazy Roy's okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it was just I, that I, first day, and then that was that. That <laughs> that's, that's the only story I got. I yeah, uh, I bet you there's yeah. probably a couple more. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> just guessing. <laughs> okay, we better keep moving on here, because uh, I think your story is quite interesting, Carl, that you grew up there, you know, and you get all the places you've been, man. It's quite the ride you've been on. So... <clears throat> You go to Hawkesbury, okay? We got to get back on track now. Okay. Yeah, let's go. I'm re re reeling you back in here now. That's funny, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> you get to Hawkesbury, and then you dominate that league, eh? Yeah, so I... I well, think by the, the third year, year, I guess when you grow up, right? You're a, year, young buck yeah. at the, you're a young buck and junior. It's hard to be good, right? Yeah. So I ended up going to Cornwall's camp, and then the Hawkesbury coach, like, poached me from that camp. <laughs> And he fed us a bunch of, you know, I'll get to here, blah, blah, blah. You'll be a top D. And that's how you uh, try to get your release from the North League is because you go to Cornwall's camp? No. So I didn't have the release yet to go to Cornwall. But the coach in Hawkesbury said he'd do all this to get me there. Right. Um, so anyways, he gets And that's there. how teams win though, right? In junior, I'm starting yeah. to realize it in minor hockey too, is that like these coaches that are in AAA or whatever, and that will do anything to recruit the best players. Those are the teams that win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so he was, uh, he was a good, he was an unbelievable coach. One of the, like, I, I know like Lordo obviously is one of the best coaches. And then this Eric Bayer, unbelievable coach. He was just like Veilleux, like the V E I L L E U X. Exactly. Yeah. Boom. I nailed he, it. I think he might be in the American League now. I think so. Syracuse, maybe. Oh. Um, Probably better than the coach I had there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was great. And he knew, like, we didn't have the most skilled team, but he knew how to make us just like, Guys were blocking shots head first, and like he knew how to get like, the boys going and oh, yeah. and be together and do anything for each other. It was similar, I guess. That well, in Cardiff, we also had the skilled team, but like maybe put less skill and even more grit and toughness, and that's was our Hawksbury team. Yeah. Well, so yeah. if you guys are so tough, then Carl, why one year did you get over two hundred penalty minutes in junior? What are you doing? You're not fighting was, people, are you? I was big back then. I was like 220 pounds. Really? Yeah. Huh. Over. <laughs> did you have some? Uh, so was, did you have some junk in your trunk? No. I was oh, just, you didn't have uh, a muffin top or nothing? A 220? I, no, I was like just like I don't know, just bench press and weight gainers, and let's go. <laughs> Um, okay. all right and i 
So again, you're taking I, penalty minutes by what? Like you're, you're hitting guys really hard open ice probably. Cause I remember seeing that, but you were also what fighting you're fighting people. Yeah, I was fighting that again, penalty minutes don't mean you're winning fights. No. And back then, <laughs> back then to play junior, you had to fight, right? Like that was part of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, it just seemed a bit excessive, but you were the playoff MVP. We better keep moving. You were the playoff MVP, Carl, and you get recruited to Canisius. So what was it like winning in junior in Hawkesbury? Oh, it was unbelievable. Um, yeah, we had a great group of guys. Like we still talk to this day uh, with a lot. Like I still talk with a lot of them to this day. You guys would uh, be coming up on your 20 year anniversary too. Like I just had. So we tried getting something together, um, I think last summer or something, and it just fell through, like guys with kids and guys are all over the place. And um, But it, we'll, we'll definitely try and get something going here soon. Yeah, we didn't actually get to do the full thing. There was a big, there was a big to-do supposed to happen, and then, yeah, it didn't. But we Zoomed, and uh, a bunch of us showed up to the golf tournament. But, yeah, the whole thing never did transpire yet yeah it's it, the friendships you keep for the rest of your life when you win in junior like exactly. i've talked to guys that didn't win in junior and they're like well you know i talked to like a few guys right yeah but uh no it was uh yeah hawksbury was fun uh the fir- the first year especially because like i think we finished eight and played the first seed or something like that and then we end up like every series wasn't close till the last one went game seven against Nippi, and then we won seven one. You were the eighth <laughs> seed and won it. Yeah, and it, we and then we like it went to game seven against Nippi, and who'd ran the league the whole year, and then we beat them seven one in game seven. Yeah, so <laughs> it was pretty unbelievable. And then we fun go night, to, fun night, pretty young man. Uh, pretty young fun Mm -hmm. night it's okay i don't uh i don't remember it so it must not have been that memorable right understood (laughs) and then you won again though there right yeah so the next year we won again uh but then we lost at the fred page cup so we didn't get the vrbc that year i don't know anything about any of that so the year before we win our league and then you go we played against quebec and the maritime league to go to nationals oh so the yeah so that would be the same as like the junior bi one that the three leagues play each other to see who's a southern cup champion but then you guys would still have to do more yeah Yeah. after we were done that we'd be done but you guys would then go the rbc i got you yeah okay um so anyways how'd you get recruited to canisius and why canisius because they they weren't a big (laughs) school back then eh no, they weren't. Um, I, I, I mean, I think it was, I'm the kind of guy who signs something and then thinks about it later. Yeah. So uh, they offered me, I think it was around Christmas time. Uh, and I said, I, I went for a visit, you know, I like. What year of junior me. is this? This is your last year? No, I think I had one more year. Yeah, because your final year then, you're becoming playoff MVP and the whole thing. Canisius must have been pretty excited. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I signed around Christmas time. 
And, uh, you know, it was the only, I think for, I had a couple of visits, but no like offers yet. And then they just call and And it's hard, it hard to turn down a full ride, even if it's a smaller school. Um, when you got like a year and a half of junior left, when it's like a, for sure thing, you've been working your whole life to get a scholarship and it's there, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you could have gone to bigger schools if you would have waited longer and bet on yourself. Right. But it's hard when they put that in front of you and you're, you got to do it. Right. Yeah. Also, you can't live with regret because what, what's well, the point? Right? Well, what's the point? Yeah. Where's <laughs> exactly. that get you? <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> um, okay. Well, you know what? We haven't had, actually, we've had quite a few love stories lately, but I want another one because I, uh, I always enjoyed my time with Allie, your wife, when we were neighbors and, um, you guys were good cooks too. Um, I enjoyed uh, when you guys would make food. Um, <laughs> I would like to know when you guys met, was she not at Canisius as a lacrosse player? Yeah, she was. Uh, so we met I in the dorms the, in the cafe. No, 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 we were in the same class, all the same classes. Like we had the same program. And then, cause we were both athletes. I remember <laughs> she used to, we used to do all the sports and like we'd do the stretches together like in uh, phys ed class and stuff. What course did you guys take? Phys ed. (laughs) So we'd have to like stretch each other and she'd be stretching my leg and just (laughs) said like, man, you just reeks of booze every morning. (laughs) (laughs) Is this when she's like grabbing your foot to do the uh, hamstring stretch? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And, uh, Anyways, um, <laughs> so then we became study partners. Oh dear! Because of, because of the stretching. So really, like, you guys showed a lot of promise with the stretching. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, man, he just comes home and like, or he just comes to study and he's drunk, like he's drunk to go study. <laughs> like that's what she would. T- <laughs> that's what she would tell her roommates, right? And then uh, she said, like, oh, what'd you get on your, you know, on your test? I'm like, oh, I got 100. And she would get like 90 and be so rattled. It's like, how is this possible? Like, you were wasted last night. (laughs) And you speak French. (laughs) (laughs) I think I still had an accent back then, too. Oh, gosh. Uh, but I don't have accent now, so it's okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> I speak normal, and <laughs> oh no. gosh. Uh. So, any- so, anyways, so we were study partners, um, and then uh, I remember his roommate. Yeah. Study roommate- partners in phys ed. So, like, what do you do? Like, play football together and soccer, and like. No, no, we still had like chemistry, biology. Uh, you had to do all the physiology. sciences. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, her roommates were like, you're not going to start liking this guy, are you? And she's like, I think I already do. (laughs) Anyways, so, uh, we end up, you know, we, we just clicked from the start, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, you get someone who can deal with me and like it. 
<laughs> I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the same boat, right? Oh man, and then like it's like for Lisa, like with hockey ended, she probably like thought like, okay, like now like just yeah, now, yeah. now with the podcast and the shed, it's like it's right back to yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so this would have been uh, this would have been sophomore year around Christmas time. We started dating, and then. After that, we were inseparable, basically, which, I mean... I think it's inseparable, but you got her. Hmm? Yeah. Um, Sorry. What did I say? Un. It's, I'm French. Yes, no, you're doing yeah. great. Nobody can mm. even tell you're French. Um. But yeah, so she was a lacrosse player, right? From Orangeville, Ontario. So where's Canisius? Canisius is in Buffalo. So it's only two hours from Orangeville, actually. Okay. Um, it's it's like right, I wouldn't say downtown Buffalo, like five minutes from downtown Buffalo. Um, we I love Buffalo still to this day. Um, if it, like, other than last year because of covid we go back every year um buffalo, it's just a eh? great place buffalo love that city buffalo buffalo it's great man <laughs> so like my roommate my roommate for four years was from buffalo oh that'd be fun so like i got to spend like you know South you get to buffalo, know a whole bunch like, of different people then right places you meet, yeah and, You'd meet all his buddies, right? Exactly. It's just, uh, it's, yeah. And they were all like just such good people there. I loved it. Yeah. Well, uh, shout out for the small world area. This is um, Cody Britton, my buddy from around here who plays for the Ripley Wolves, also from Orangeville, Ontario. I just went and watched them play and he scored a couple goals. So we're running a muck, and he said he used to work out with oh, nice. Allie way back in the day yeah, when we were chatting. I don't know how I know that, but it happened. Just so you know. Okay. Your internet's struggling. Are you frozen on me right now? Carl, are you there? Carl? I lost you, buddy. Are you back, though? What's going on here, Carl? Talk to me. Talk to me, Carl. Well, we're fine now, folks. The internet's back on. We don't know what happened. But anyways, shout out to the Wolves um, and Cody Britton. Played a great game in Mersey, episode 34. Um, it was good seeing all the boys. Um, they didn't win, so I didn't say hi, or else I would have came in the room to say hi to everybody. But um, anyways, so then Canisius, four years, you did well, eh? You put up some points. You're a D-man scoring some points. And then, uh, yeah, you get... Uh, you get some pro opportunities. What are the ideas out of school here? Do you got an agent? So my last, I did, I got an agent. I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was after my junior year. Um, I played like we had a good power play. We weren't deep, but like our, the first line was just nasty. Um, and then I got to play on like Corey Conacher. He would just basically dangle everyone. He was on Canisius College? <laughs> he was. 
The guy that played for like the Lightning. Yeah. He was at your wedding, right? Yeah, he was my roommate. Um, and then like other guys, Vinny Scarcella, um, uh, Joshua Heinger, just like great like passers and just good players. And they would just like, I would just shoot the puck like I didn't have to. They get clap bombs like off Lordo's head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so I had nothing after my last game at Canisius. We lost RIT, I think, in the playoffs in Rochester. So then, obviously, all the seniors and stuff, we just party, right? Give her. Give her. We give her. And then on the third day of giving her, I get a call from Rochester Americans to go play there. I'm like. Like that night. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> like yeah, I know. I know what yeah. you need. <laughs> no, it wasn't that night. It was like for the next Friday. No, yeah. That's what I mean, though. Like you This was like a Wednesday. Days. Yeah. And this was like the Wednesday and it was for the Friday. I'm like, shit, like I just burnt my, like my arm with a curling iron, like on purpose. Like I'm not ready to play a game on Friday. <laughs> I totally get it, man. I did the exact same thing after college. And like, so, I, I, I was a good boy for a couple of days. Cause I thought I was going right away and then nothing was happening. I'm like, well, I'm going to have some fun with my buddies then if nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden it did. Yeah. Like, mine was like two weeks later, man. I didn't even played hockey in two weeks. <laughs> and funny enough, it was my junior coach, Eric Veilleur, who, so the coach in Rochester at the time was Ben grew. And he called Eric saying like, Hey, I need players. Like I have nothing. And then Eric Veilleur said, this guy just graduated, like just finished his season, call him up. He'll do anything you want. So anyways, I get up there and Ben Grew says, listen, I know you were, you know, power play and goal scorer or whatever. And at Canisius, I just want you here to be like, just a, a fit a, five, six and just chip it out, chip it in. No, he said he wants me to be a rat and just like, oh, just like mean. So I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> I was still kind of big at the time. Like not, not big, like name, big, like, you know, 220 strong ish um and then i'm like all right i could be mean i can cross check and slash guys and hit guys you know so i'm like all right let's do it and first shift i smoked this guy for the marley's <laughs> i probably would have got like a 20 game suspy now like it was just like was straight bolt, shoulder to the head and then uh I, I lost my stick. I go to pick up my stick. I look up. I just see the Marley's like symbol in front of me. I it's look the up. the biggest and, guy. Oh, it's Andre DeVoe. And he just beats the wheels off me. <laughs> and this coach told you to be a rat. Like in pro, if you decide to be a rat, as soon as you do a couple things, you're going to get beat up. Oh, yeah. So I knew I was, I, I didn't know exactly how it worked. Cause like, college you don't really fight you know not in college not in hawksbury like i said well hawksbury is fighting a lot different people than it is fighting yeah. those people yeah. <laughs> these are like like trojan warriors you're fighting <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah no they actually were in the ahl they were like they yeah. will say i couldn't have all been natural <laughs> yeah but like so these were beasts and then 
uh, I think a couple games later, my, I, I don't, my, one of the D-men on our team gets cross-checked in front of our bench against Syracuse. And uh, I go push the guy, Morasti. So <laughs> he Morasti. Well, so on I have a fight card against Morasti, but it wasn't really a fight. Like it was close to our bench, but I ended up getting five minutes for fighting Morasti, even though it wasn't. Hey, that's really, cool though. Hey, yeah, take it, it. it wasn't really a fight. Yeah, no, that, it was like. Thank I, God, it, everyone on our bench like kind of grabbed. Yeah, <laughs> Don't kill it's this so guy. scary, man. Like I remember. It was in the East Coast. I did a couple things, and there was one time I did something bad. And like as soon as I did it, I like I so I gave the guy a little like cross check in the back of the pants, like near the yeah. end wall. And he went in like feet first, and it was bad. As soon as I did, I was like, "Oh man, I shouldn't have done that." But then as yeah. soon as I do it, I turn around. It wasn't like the guys on the ice. It was the guy from the bench, like the biggest, scariest. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" And I was like, "Well, what do I do?" Like I like. So then I just like got and got ready. <laughs> I jumped and then over the we had, well, then we had a guy at our team had to be third man in and got like a 10 game suspension. <laughs> <laughs> Tough times. Yeah. But you need those boys willing to take the 10 gamer. Oh yeah. To save, like to I save your life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so then after you played seven games and some playoff games there, eh? you even got in the playoffs with Rochester. Yeah. I don't know how that happened, but it did. <laughs> it did. Um, so then what'd you sign? So you were on a PTO or an ATO? ATO. Then, yeah. 68. Whatever they're called. And then, so then what happens in the off season? We got to keep going here. You've played in like 30 countries. I know, but we can do two episodes too. That's true. You want to, you don't want to shut down halfway through your career, do you? We can always talk again. We could. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So Um, where, what are we talking about? Okay. So I don't know where we're playoffs or no. Yeah. Did you played five games in the AHL playoffs? That's pretty cool. Yeah. I was one of the reasons we lost probably though, which kind of sucked, but really. um, Wow, I I got like you know a hip pointer. Yeah. Have you had that before? Yeah. So I got a hip pointer. I think it was game four. And then uh, I was talking to my agent. I'm like, man, I can't skate. And I tried going in the morning, trying to skate. Man, I couldn't pass the puck. I couldn't do anything. And I played that night just because like I needed to play to get a contract kind of thing in my head, right? Me too. I did the same thing. I played concussed in the AHL because I needed to play. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Navigating Lieutenant being... light logger. So you played with the hip pointer. So you couldn't skate like Carl can skate. I can, I couldn't pass the puck couldn't shoot. Um, but I just, like I said, like, you know what, I'm just going to battle through. I need to play. Yep. That's how we were. That's how, that's how our age group was born and raised. And it came from the guys above us. And it, that is, I remember seeing it in the game near the end is like guys would just be like, like, I'm, I'm not going to play tonight because I, like, I wouldn't be playing right. And yeah. Does that still happen? You're still playing. I'm still playing. Um, you still play through it. I, I don't know. Nowadays it's like, if I feel an injury, I'm not playing. 
Like I'll go yeah. up to the coach. If say, I could, if I could redo it, there were some times where if, when I looked back on it, it was really dumb. But at the same time, it happened. And, um, yeah. But playoffs were, they were fun. I don't know how they put me on the roster, but they did. That's when I got and, sent back to school. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was fun. And then the off season, uh, I had, this is a really long story. Anyways, I ended up si- signing with Florida, which was Rochester's, farm team nhl um, team what? nhl team yeah rochester was it Florida's was the farm team, team. yeah farm you're team, flying with yeah. the panthers what do you sign an ahl one way so i i ended up signing a two-way nhl ahl yeah oh baby um but every before i signed the contract everyone in florida got fired so everyone who's been like in the program, like GM coach, everyone got that you're saying you signed the contract and then they got canned. No. Who signed got, you then? They all got canned. And then my agent was friends enough with the new GM and owner. That got like, you in. They got me in, but they didn't know me. So then I show up to camp and, uh, we do funny enough. We did like the, uh, physical testing before like the or not physical or like to see if you're healthy or not right like by a doctor yeah. right before you do the fitness test and like to make sure you're no, cleared so, healthy so i did the fitness test before finished like i think like third or second overall and then do the physical and don't don't pass they send me for an mri i have a torn labrum they said, oh, this happened before you were in Rochester. I was like, yeah, it happened when I was at Canisius, but they said I was good to go. It was just a big shit show, man. Like, So then they tried to get rid of you? They tried to get rid of me. So then my agent says, well, wait a second. You sign an NHL contract, so you're going to go see other doctors. Yeah. So I go I go see my Miami Dolphins doctor. He says looks at the MRI. You're good to go. You can get surgery later. Your arm's strong enough. So they're like, okay, we need a third opinion. So like the NHLPA flies me out to Pensacola to see, uh, what's his name? Dr. Andrews, who did like Tiger Woods knee. <laughs> like I was like coming from Canisius. I'm just like in awe, like, oh God. Like Meanwhile, you're in a full battle with an, the team that was supposed to want you <laughs> and you're just trying to keep your contract to get paid. Yeah. Um, what a mess. So, anyway, so this doctor says, yeah, I'm good to play. So then it goes to like arbitration or something like that. I don't know. Okay. I don't really know what happened. I end up, I end up getting put on a one way, uh, HL deal. So you, you and, did lose the, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. But so you're on an AHL one way, but then that first year you play basically the whole year in Cincy. And once you go yeah. through that with the organization, you ain't making the AHL team, eh? <laughs> no. So I got to Rochester <laughs> after all this. The debacle. kerfuffle. <laughs> yeah. And they had like two practices in, I get sent to Cincy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it is what it is. I, 
Cincinnati was a good city, a lot of fun there, maybe too much fun. Um, and then yeah, after that was kind of, yeah, I ended up getting surgery, I think the next summer. This is what, after Cincinnati? Yeah, after Cincy, I got uh, surgery the next summer. And then went to tryout in Wheeling. And then Hotham came down and he told the coach, I don't like Carl Hudson. So they they cut me. You got cut cut from the Wheeling Nailers? I did. In training camp. Because of Hoth? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think they had like, so Hoth, I think was on it. They had like five guys on a deal and one guy that was like a lifer in Wheeling. Like I really didn't stand a chance. It's crazy um, when like those, yeah, like when people talk about the coast, man, it's way better yeah. than people think. And like those rosters are basically set. I remember going to uh, I guess it would be Dayton, and when I got sent down, like there was a guy that had played in Europe for a couple of years and came back to the coast that I remember when I showed up, like they they got rid of him, right? And like that's real world in the coast, right? Yeah, exactly. And then uh, I, I got to take a pee break. I'll keep it going from there. Oh Sounds boy, good. hold on. You, you, you. What are you on here? You want to take it with you? Take it to the bathroom. What are you on? Okay, I take it to the bathroom. Pee with me. Computers. Then you can keep talking to me. Okay. <laughs> Next question. We got to keep moving, Carl. We're out of, uh, I think we say, so you get cut from wheeling and you end up with the Rapid City Rush in the Central Hockey League. Where's Rapid City? So Rapid City, South Dakota. This is our, Wait, I would say, we're, here, right? well, you can talk while you pee. <laughs> do that. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you actually can't talk while you're being? <laughs> no. <laughs> there we <laughs> it's great to see you again, Carl. <laughs> It's been too long. Oh. Uh, gosh, okay. darn it. I'm good. Okay. Go back you to talk shed. again. So Rapid City Rush, you played 35 games. Way to go. But then you decide to head for Coughborn. How does that deal happen? I don't care about Rapid City at all. You played 35 games. Just looking for an opportunity to get out of North America, I imagine. Because <laughs> that's what I'd be doing if I was you. Right? Yeah. Um, so I went to Rapid. So, I, so, well, we got to go. <laughs> so, uh, uh, okay. okay. You good? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. Don't laugh. Don't laugh in the mic, Wally. Sorry. Okay. Um, okay. How'd you get to cough bore and who did it? Uh, so I ended up going to Rapid City from Wheeling because my roommate from college went to Rapid City. 
And he's like, oh, just come here and play with me. That would be so awesome to play with you. So I get out there. Three days later, he gets the job as a cop in Buffalo. So I'm like, well, okay. So I'm and kind of like. To be realistic, though, Carl, you're assigning an NHL deal out of school, out of Canisius, which is rare. Um, then the whole labrum thing happens, and, like, it's out of your control when they don't want you and they didn't pick you. But um, then within a couple of years, like you got cut from the wheeling nailers and like you're <laughs> heading to the central league. Like you must've been like, what the hell just Dude. happened? Right. Because I was kind of the same thing. I played my one year with Dayton and then I like, wasn't getting yeah. much. And I'm like, what the hell happened? So it was a total like roller coaster, right? Like you're just up and down roller and coaster of emotions. Exactly. And skill level. <laughs> with Of the you people know. you play with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, um, are you, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyways, I ended up getting a call from someone that knows my parents about an opening in Cofferin. And that know I'm your like, parents? Yeah. It's That's weird. German agent or something. Anyways, calls me up, says, you want to come? I'm like, I'm in. Let's go. Mid-season. So Mid-season. You just your, phone call, your phone rings and it's like, let's roll. Middle of the night. I think next day, drive to Buffalo from Rapid, which is, you know, a couple of kilometers away. And, I don't know uh, where Rapid City is. South Dakota. <laughs> Hardly know where that is. <laughs> I don't have the geography brain on right now. Go, uh, I know I have an idea, though, folks. I'm yeah, not that so silly. I think I stopped Stupid. in and saw alley in Buffalo on the way. And then I dropped my car off in Orangeville at her parents' house and flew out and then went to Cofferin. Very similar to my story. I was heading to the coast, took a turn, had breakfast with Lisa and the parents, said, I'll see you in two weeks, honey, and got on the plane and left the next day after the call. Yeah, it happens yeah. quick when they decide to call you. Either shit yeah. or get off the pot, right? <laughs> And then I get to golf beer and I remember. <laughs> and you saw the rank. What a beauty <laughs> rank, eh? <laughs> so I show up and the coach says, it's the rank. I'm like, wait, it's open. And it looks, it's like, like a, it's like a dungeon. <laughs> yeah, but it's open to the outside. Like if, oh. it's snow, if it snows out, like it snows into the rink. Yep. And I'm like, okay, I can deal. You can deal. Well, you went with no it. hot water in Cardiff for a month. <laughs> you can deal with the cough board rig. So I went to cough beer and I didn't have a computer. I don't know if I had, I, I might've had an iPhone one at the time. Um, I never had an iPhone in Germany stuck with the Nokia. Anyways, I didn't have, yeah. Um, I didn't get a phone plan. I had to go to like a internet cafe to Skype with Allie and my parents. I'm like, all right. And then they're like, okay, we're going to bring you to your, your apartment. Like three days after I've been staying in this really nice hotel. Um, it had this really like big bed. Like I'm talking like maybe 20 inches wide. <laughs> 20, in 20 inches? Yeah, it's a joke. It was, it was like a, this is like a hostel. I was okay. in a hostel, <clears throat> shared bathroom. 
for three they, days. They flew in the new big import and put it in there, eh? <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, okay, we'll get you a car. So here's your car. The thing, like, you know, like zero to 60. Yeah, in maybe three minutes if it's downhill. My first car in Derby was an old station wagon they got for me for the dog to be in the back. <laughs> I had a station wagon BMW that was so old it didn't have like CDs. I had a cassette tape player. <laughs> but you had a Beamer though. It was the, yeah, I did have a Beamer. There yeah. you go. That is the only time I've yeah. ever had one, and I the only time to... I ever will. <laughs> yeah, my car was my first car was a red Chevy Spark. Oh baby, yeah, so, me... yeah. Was it standard too? That you were better. You were better at it now, eh? Yeah. Well, you need standard there because the motor on that thing, like, you need you need to rev it up to like six thousand RPM just to get it over twenty. <laughs> um, um, so you, when you're in cough pouring, okay, we can't d- dilly daddly here, really. Um, but you only go there for eleven games that that year and you get 11 points in 11 games um and you did well in the playoffs so your little tryout there in europe went well because basically the all the guys that are like us that go over there that's your your show right like if you got your month or two to prove yourself and if it doesn't go well there you're pretty well cooked exactly it's make it or break it and I was lucky enough to play like the coach gave me the opportunity, first of all, and then the players did too. You know what I mean? So Titties was on that team, Marku Tatanen. <laughs> no, I think he came the year after. Oh, he came for your full year. Sorry, but his nickname was Titties, right? <laughs> I think you gave him that nickname. Okay, maybe it was just me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Tatanen, Titties, right? No? Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember his actual tits. <clears throat> Moving on. He might um, add, man. He was old. He was like 38 when he played in Cardiff with us. Was he that old? I don't know. Nice maybe. guy. I really liked him. He's a beauty. He is. Yeah, no, he should come on the pod. We haven't had a... He was Finnish, right? Yeah, he played... He has like 600 games in La Liga or something. Yeah, he should come on the pod. I should track him down. He was a great guy. Okay. You re-signed for another year then in Cough Boron, eh? So you 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 had gone there for like a try or not a tryout, but like a contract for the rest of the season. And basically yeah. you played well enough to give you another deal, right? Yeah, they did. And uh went back and obviously all the imports changed because they all did well, went elsewhere. Um and yeah, the team the next year, we just weren't very good. Like, uh, I think, I think we finished last. Um, but then for some reason there was no relegation that year. So we got lucky enough to, I'm pretty sure I'm playing against you at this point in our lives. We're playing Mm -hmm. against each other. I think, yeah. I don't know if I played you my first year there. I think that might've been the knee injury, but, or I just didn't play you, but Definitely, we're playing against each other because I remember Titties from uh, from Germany, and I remember Brady Leisenring. He had a really good year, and then so, he went to Lance or whatever, right? 
Yeah, so Brady was my last year there. He was only there when I went for those 11 games. Yeah, he was a good player, eh? He was, yeah. Him and Levi Nelson, they were really good. Um, anyway, so what, what? Give me anything you, that seems memorable from your cough board. Another, I guess. No, I guess it'd be Oma and Opa, probably. Yeah, Oma and Opa. I mean, that's something you brought out. with you the rest of your life, right? That like, yeah. If you and, don't go there, you never meet them. And we keep going back. Like we'll, like every, anytime we do a trip anywhere in Europe, we normally like base it off going there. Same with Morzine, right? You, oh yeah we haven't got into your morzine time but is that next that is next so let's do that so you okay. you took me to morzine france and thank you for doing that you're welcome yeah what a spot in the world eh that's uh honestly i told ali i'm like man it's like if we could be close to family and live in a place like this you imagine <sighs> I mean, it's just those so locals cute. we met that like live there year round. I think it's so friendly too, and like just Pepe, happy. Pepe, and like the guy I held his pole <laughs> on the way down the hill, right? Oh, is Pepe Jocelyn Besson? Right. What? Jocelyn Besson, him and his brother Numa. That's Pepe. Yeah, Jocelyn is Pepe. Or Pepe. And, he, and he plays for Morzine, right? Does he still play he, there? I think Justin still plays for Morsey and Numa, his brother, plays in Chamonix in the Magnus, in the top league. Oh, okay. So they, that's not the top. Chamonix and Morzine were the same league, weren't or team, weren't they, for a bit? <laughs> so I might, first, I'm asking too many questions. Sorry. It's, it's okay. So the first year I went there, Morsey and Chamonix were different teams in the okay. top league. Right. Uh, I left Morzine for Chamonix and then I went back to Chamonix Morzine joined. So they got some money. Is that what it's like now? So now they're, we, now we they're there not for, together. No, it was just the one year merge. Oh, um, and now the brothers don't even play together. Well, it's, say hi to them for me if you talk to them because yeah, that, well, that was a trip i'll never forget the rest of my life what a time. oh that was you remember when we were uh <laughs> i don't we know try- <laughs> i remember one time you were trying to start a fire like on us like in the snow hill like in the middle like it was later and you like because you live in the wilderness you're trying to start a fire to like cook a no. pizza and i'm like <laughs> how does this guy know how to start a fire in the middle of a, like the snow <laughs> that's I, I was trying to tell a Pepe story when we were all trying to get into this party and they're like, no, you can't get in there. And Pepe comes around and says, let's go around the back. He's like, oh, it's nature. You can <laughs> what do you say? something like that. And that's when we just... hopped the feds to get in. Right. Yeah. And that's and then, what, that's the same talk we had about when I <laughs> stole the meat and it was like, yeah, we got some food. Right. <laughs> like some of you guys went into the the restaurant right and got like a full buffet of food. well there was a there was a buffet at the party yeah yeah <laughs> i just got some deli meat and put it in my pocket <laughs> yeah for later right that's what i was yeah feeding pigsy and whatnot yeah <laughs> <laughs> no that was one of the funnest trips i've ever been on though like uh, you gotta you gotta feed the pig right 
you do. You know, it was uh, like, uh, yeah, you were around me that a lot that year, but we, we're not there yet. So um, play, I want to know about what it's like playing actual hockey there because I only went there for a vacation. How do you play hockey there? How do you do that? Uh, so Morzine, uh, well, that's they were where we to... were, right? Morzine, yeah, Morzine. Um, so I lived, I don't know if you remember where the rink was, but I lived right beside the rink, and there's a chairlift right there. I don't even understand how there's a rink there, I don't remember seeing it. I, it doesn't even make yeah, sense. We... There's a hockey team there, like it's just a ski hill, like it's the best ski place ever. And how do you play hockey there? I don't get it. So basically I go to practice in the morning, go home. Um, Allie would have lunch ready for me. We'd put our ski equipment on and then we'd go skiing. How burnt are your legs out? Like how many days off you got to take to be ready for a game? Back in Morzine, we played 26 games a year. 26. That's it. Um, <laughs> so that's all you had to play so if you have a bad game that would suck oh we lost eight games in a row so two months you didn't win a game and you're just skiing (laughs) for two months we so i don't know how but then around christmas time we like turned it around and started winning and then we ended up finishing in like the pre-playoffs and then we won pre-playoffs and made the main playoffs. So it was like huge big for Morgan, right? Big deal. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is pretty cool. But I was still skiing every day in playoffs too. <laughs> every day? I guess it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, right? I just remember how hard it was last time I tried it, like how sore my legs were for like days after. But I guess you get used to it, right? Well, the other thing is like, Okay, I say skiing, but like if you go on a ski trip, you're going to ski from like whatever nine to five. You just go do a couple runs and that's I go do a a couple runs and then sit and have, you know, like a sparkling water or something to rehydrate after skiing. After your, yeah. Yeah. If there was a snake in the jar or not. Um, shout out to those people on the on the mountain though that uh, let us have that uh, dinner that night. Eh? That uh, yeah, that you set all that up. Thank you so much for doing that, Carl. That was a life. That was That's... the one of the memories I'll never get back. And you basically organized that. So thanks for doing that, buddy. Yeah, you're welcome. That place is called uh, La Page du Cro. La Page Cro. La Page du Cro. Can you say that in English? So l'alpage is basically like a, a grazing area for animals, I think. Again, you're making put, sure. Yeah, it's cool. No, it, it, if if people hear this, this is in fact true. <laughs> Wikipedia. Is. Yeah, it's fine. And then Ducro means like where it's like that region. That's what it's called. All right. Like that little corner, I the think. Crow. Yeah, the crow. Well, what a spot in the world. I tell you, folks, if you can ever get to Morsine, France, you should really go. And the people were so friendly. Um, the place you had to stay, my red sauce round ride down the mountain, all of it. The people that 
did that for us up on that mountain that made that so meal. And what did, time? did you know Allie used to work at that chalet? The one we went to? Yeah. She worked. That was her job was to work there. She would like clean it and serve breakfast, I think. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. When the wives can get jobs <laughs> when they come over, it's awesome yeah. for them, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, great yeah. people up there. Um, so the hockey, you guys weren't that good, though, eh? How could Morrison? you be? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. We did, they had no money. And Fun fact for the pod, that was the team when my year in Cardiff, when I did good, and then I was deciding whether or not to come back to Cardiff or go elsewhere. That was the other team that sent me an offer. I might have been a skier. <laughs> but I decided to stay. Your knee would have struggled with the skiing. Yes. Yeah, it didn't last long without the skiing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, moving on, though, is um, great fondue game there in Morzine. Great fondue game, right? We did it once or twice, I think. Yeah, felt like a bowling ball. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um that's when we uh, go to Cardiff together then for two years, right? After that year? Yeah. So Lordo signs you out of Morzine? Yeah. How does that go down? You He's knew him before, t- didn't you? So we were together in a hotel in Rochester. Mm-hmm. So we would have breakfast together and stuff. And then I played against him when I was in Cockburn. He was in Garmish. Yeah. That's when I'm in Helbron. And he said, like, you know how he's all about blocking shots? And he he said, I remember you used to always get shots past me, and I don't know how. I want you on my team. (laughs) Uh, It makes sense, though. Like, I remember the guys that could do that to me. Like, I always wanted them to pass it down the wall or just not shoot it and hit the net, right? That's all you're looking for as a winger when you're going out there. Do not hit the net on me because then I look like a punk in front of the whole team. Don't hit the net. And you're doing your best to block that shot, right? And if you can get that around a guy, the guys that can walk the line and get it around you, drives you nuts as a winger. Yeah. I could see that happening. So he asked me to come to Yeah, I think he asked me the year before the year I went to Morzine. Come to car, but that's the year was kind of a shit show, right? And that's when he wasn't the coach yet. He's just trying to help recruit buddies. Yeah, like you do in the hockey world. Yeah, and then he texted me and he said, "Like, give me two weeks. You know, I can have something." And then, obviously, I asked Allie, "What do you think?" And said, "All right, let's go." Yeah, and then you head to Cardiff and. Let's. We're gonna have to. Keep, I think we got to keep her somewhat quick here because you still got a lot more to go. But um, your Cardiff experiences then for two years, and what about winning the Challenge Cup and about you know Hendo Hot, the whole deal, playing for Lordo, the whole <laughs> group of guys. I think yeah. we should keep this quick. But yeah, talk about all that. <laughs> you know what? Why don't Why don't we keep Cardiff for another episode? There you go. That's fine. Everybody's heard about that place, anyways, right? Yeah. There you go. Skipping it. Smell you later. It's like you never even had to uh, steal the Wi-Fi from Hendo and Hoth's apartment and sit at their parking lot because you didn't have Wi-Fi yet. So you'd sit there parking lot in your car to get Wi-Fi. 
I thought we said we were skipping Cardiff. Sorry, that was 2014, folks. Wi-Fi is much better now. Okay, <laughs> um, you go back to the Morzi, and that's when you switch to the other team then? The, or was that when they're combined and they have more money? Yeah, sorry, I think the kids are just going nuts right now. Oh, really? Do they want to come say hi or no? This Logan? Oh, Logan might. Let me go check. Well, hold on. We'd have to pause and everything then. Just take it with you. Say, Logan, you want to come say hi? Just take it with you, man. Don't, don't, pause. don't do it. Can you talk and walk? You couldn't pee and walk <laughs> <laughs> or talk. <laughs> the thing is, you know why? What? Because I need all my attention. Shame. <laughs> you weren't paying attention. <laughs> Oh, geez. Okay. Go, why don't, let's go see what Logan's doing. Go get him. Let's go see what he's doing. I have, I've, I don't think I've met him. Have I? I've only seen pictures on Instagram. That's not enough for me. And while we're talking about it, then you go back to Morzine for a year. Why'd you leave Cardiff? Um, he wants to say hi to Logan on the pod. Logan, you want to say hi? What are you eating? Are you here, buddy? Where is he? Hey, man. Hey, buddy. How are you? I just wanted to say hi. I have never met you. Your dad's one of my favorites. What are you eating? <laughs> what is that? See, he's learning to live in the bush. Buddy, you got it. You got to chew it. You got to chew it. You're like your old man late at night. <laughs> How's Poland, man? You're liking it? You like the food, obviously. <laughs> Is it funny? <laughs> Thanks, Logan. That was great. Oh, gosh. What was that he was eating? Bagel? So peanut butter and jam sandwich. Oh, he liked it, Carl. I was like us <laughs> eating nachos late night in Celestia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cheapers. You know it's <laughs> the the state we live in now is called Celestia, which is really close to Celestia, where what? we live in. So where I I'm in in Poland. Yeah. The state or province is called Silesia. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know anything about Poland, like at all, really, um, other than pierogies and that. But that's yeah, cool. I, I didn't know much either. Well, how far are life. you from Weissfoss uh, or Whitewater? Hazy sunset. It's, it's far enough away. Um, how big's Poland? I don't even. I. Let's not Poland. talk geography. I'm sorry. I got to right. look more on the map before I ask all yeah. these questions, eh? So, so Poland is just as big as Germany is almost, I think. Just less it's, people or what? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. How, many, <laughs> how big's the city you're in? Uh, is it like, like big? Yeah, it's like 300,000 maybe. Huh. So it's a big city. It's Awesome city. Did you know Poland's where me and Allie got engaged, actually? 
I didn't know that. That's a fun fact for the pod. Where in <laughs> Poland and why were you there? So we came here on a trip um, and then I'd planned it. So I knew, so Poland or Ali's family's from Poland. So her grandma, great grandmother were all bo- born here. Serious? Yeah. Well, that's got to be cool for her that you're living there now, no? Yeah, it is pretty cool. So they uh, they came over to Canada. I think I think it was like before or during the Second World War, like to Toronto. It was just wild because so Ali's great grandmother ended up living through both wars. But anyways, uh, so. We planned, I knew Allie always wanted to go see where like her family was from. Um, so I had planned out, you know, an engagement. Um, so we went to Krakow, rented a taxi, which was like this, a three Is hour. this not when you're in Cardiff? Yeah, it is. I remember so, the story now that you're saying it. Yeah, so I got, I think I got... Is it hot to pay for the ring? Yeah, man. Because <laughs> we have shared bank accounts. <laughs> yeah. and Hendo... So he wouldn't, so she wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. And then Hendo came with me to pick it out. Yes. 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 In, yes. In, in Bath. Yep. Um, and she was there, uh, right? Weren't you guys on a day trip and she was around or something? Or no? Did you? And no, Hendo she just... was. No, me and Hendo went on our okay. own. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm. It's all coming back to me now. Yeah, yeah. Like huh. the song, eh? Well, it's just weird because, like, when I'm tied up with my kids, and I think I was in school that year, and like you're so busy, and then you're like telling me all the stuff going on in your life, and like you care, and you're like, that's so awesome, it's so great, but like, <laughs> like everybody's so into their own thing that like what actually stays in your brain is weird, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but now that you're talking about this, I remember all of it. Yeah. yeah. And that so was it, uh, well played by you to think of all that. You're a real romantic, Carl. Yeah. So I ended up proposing to Allie um, in front of where her great grandmother gave birth to her grandmother. That's, anyways, it's where they lit. There used to be a house there. There's no house now, but. Did you figure all that out? Oh, you want to come say hi again? Hey, there you are. How are you, big guy? You You want to talk some more? We can always do another episode if you want to take over. What do you think? Can you hear? You got to talk, though. You got to talk back to me, or else we we don't know what you're saying or thinking. Logan, you have to say something. Do you know any Polish? Do you know anything other than English? Just being a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what's going on right now? Uh, Yeah, yeah, he could hear me from King (laughs) Carden. Oh, man. So uh, I just noticed when he got off you there, he's still in diapers, eh? So you're still getting shit on. Uh, We only put him in diapers at night. Yeah, before bed. Um, yeah, so he doesn't yeah. pee the bed. I know about but the, that. Yeah, but he yeah. still pees through the diaper. Well, that's good. Yeah, big yeah. days. Yeah, it all changes. Uh-huh. 
once you, once you stop buying them, you stop buying them forever, you know? Exactly. Um, Milton Keynes Lightning for the UK fans of the pod. What was that all about? Where So you were in Morzine for a year and then you end up with the Milton Keynes Lightning. And we never really talked about why you left Cardiff, went back to Morzine. I could see it. You wanted to get back there after our ski trip and it was so lovely, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to get back to the mountains. Um, I was, Cardiff was hard to leave though, like to be honest. But I think like Ali was there through the summer and like the weather and stuff there could just get to you. I, I mean, for me anyway, like the rain and the, yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, I, um, and the mountain, just the, I wanted to go back to the mountains. So oh, we yeah, and you guys to- are both skiers and like, you guys love it. You, I, you were yeah. at, you were in your element when we went on that ski trip and I loved seeing it, even though I couldn't ski, I would have loved to. Yeah, exactly. Um, Milton Keynes, where, what's that? Where is that? <laughs> so Milton Keynes. Oh man, I don't know how to put it. Wasn't it's, a good year. No, it wasn't a great year. Well, they didn't last um, long, right? They were a new team in the league, and they lost like a year or two, and they were gone, right? Yeah. Again, I don't want to chirp or talk bad on anyone, so I'll right. just put it at uh, tough times, yeah. and they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> We had a great group of guys, though. Like, I still talk to guys from that team. Um, and, yeah. We are half hour from London, which was nice. That's good. Um, the city itself <laughs> is kind of dull. <laughs> yeah. Put it that way, but... Uh, what was no, the rink had, like? I don't... The rink was okay. The fans were good. Um I mean, I didn't hate Milton Keynes. We had a good time. Like we had like, we had Thanksgiving dinner with the whole team for the Canadian Thanksgiving, U.S. Thanksgiving. So it was like, it was good. It's just like, we didn't, uh, we didn't, we had a small bench. So like we had a good team, but we just got you get game. Yeah. You get of injuries and stuff. And then it's like, yeah, you're not deep enough. You don't have yeah. enough money. Yeah. That just brought back a memory when you just said that. I remember it might I don't know who all planned what and who did what, but we would have Thanksgiving dinners in Cardiff at uh that place down in the bay, the one on the corner. Well, uh, we so, so we had the one on the bay in the bay, and then we had the one at the Italian restaurant closer to downtown. Yes. And they were both great. Yeah, but like those are the things you remember is that's what brings teams together, right? You're the same as me. You're all about bringing the team together. And La Lupa, La Lupa. La Lupa, yes. They were a sponsor, wasn't it? Yeah, they would make her meals after games and stuff. I'm pretty sure that's the place we have. I think there's a picture on my phone of like the whole team and hockey equipment on a a table. Right? (laughs) Yeah. I think that, yeah, that's the start of the second season right before my knee goes. And yeah. Then, then exactly. I'm just a mess and you're my neighbor and uh, you get to watch the whole show. Yeah. Um, anyways, moving on. Um, three years in Krimichow after the Milton Keynes Lightning. So, who's your, 
you got an agent through all this that's getting you all these deals? Are you doing it yourself or what are you doing? Uh, so I was doing it all myself until um, the year, I think it was the year after Milton Keynes, I reached out to my coach from Coffburn like 10 years prior. And he said, let me get you in touch with my agent. And within two weeks, he got me a deal in Krimichap. Nice. Which is, and uh, I've been with the same agent, Freddie Pulls, ever since. And he's been great. What? What's his name? Freddie Pulls. Is he German then? <laughs> he's Austrian. Austrian. So he knows yeah. a bunch of the leagues around there. He knows the coaches. He knows what's yeah, going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's been good. Um and yeah, we stuck around in Crimmy just because felt like home. Well, you had two kids there, right? And like exactly. Yeah, and I could see you guys fitting in and around Crimmy. Like you guys are not. Just, this sounds, but like you guys need less than I do. Like you guys don't need much. You guys can live off the land. I don't need much, but you guys need less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, it's it's hard. Like. Because Cardiff obviously treated us like gold. Like anything you wanted, Todd, Lordo, they get yeah. it for you. And then obviously I went to France and then back to Milton Keynes where maybe where it's wasn't. not the same. It's not like Cardiff where they like. But that's, that was know. the only place I played like that. Beatingheim was like that too for a bit, but then they weren't for a bit and then they were back. Yeah. And yeah like it, it's what and the then, money they have, they have, right? And then I went to Krimichau and it was like, it wasn't about the money, but just the way they treated and took care of us. And like, with like hospitals and like, it was unbelievable. So there's um, some good people around the team. It, yeah. Like even, I think before we got there, um, the captain's wife like messaged Allie about like doctor's meetings, like knowing she was pregnant and stuff and like, that was the first year, yeah. So it was who's the captain there? Uh so Andre Sheetold. Okay. Was the captain. I remember Shitzold. Um, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right? Is yeah. he not older? I would have played against Shitzold. Yeah, oh yeah, you would have. He's been there like 10 years. There's yeah. a bunch of guys in like the guys in Krimichau stick around because I think they I, they they like got a good their, group and they like, they like their group, culture yeah. and like, you know, yeah. like if, if they make something happen, it's a big deal, right? If you're in Krimichau and you can have a good year, it's a big deal. Man, they started like six. No, this year. <laughs> yeah. They really? lost both. They lost both this weekend, but they're like, <laughs> yeah, they're second. I saw place while you were there, you played with a guy named Matthew LeMay. The research team was hot he had 68 points in a season and the next guy in your team had 35 points and he went back to Krimichau the next year. Dude, this guy is unbelievable. So why would, did he go back? Cause you have a year it, like that in Krimi. It's time to head I out know. and get all four walls on the arena. Dude, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you look, but like my first year in Krimi, like I was, doing super good and they locked me down in like October for a two-year deal so it's like how do you say no to a two-year deal you should have yeah 
no, I know how it happens. And they, they put the pressure on, like, you wouldn't believe, like they'll, they'll, you won't even get ice time the rest of the year. You won't play like it, it is. It's not that they say that, but it's like, if you don't take that deal and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go through the rest of the, this year and see what I can do. Like, um, they get really angry with you. Right. So, so anyways, he ended up, he signed it. He signed for this year early on and uh, then got 60. Yeah. Yeah. So he's good. The guy's nasty, man. Is he could snap. Well, I don't know you there, big guy, but uh, the shed likes to bring the hockey world together. And uh, if you got paid someday because Carl's telling good things about, is he a good teammate too? Good guy. Oh, he's a great guy, man. There um, you go. Agents, his, teams that his, are listening. His wife would man. come babysit and stuff. And I think, yeah, um, he's a great player, a uh, good teammate, good, like, hard worker. He's just, just a good dude, right? Yeah, and he's back there. I just I just noticed well, that. Like, like I, you see a guy I, with 68 points at Krimichau, you're like, okay, so where'd they go from there? Because, like – Guys use Krimichow to be their springboard to get paid, right? Exactly. And then I saw him back there, and I was like, ugh. And you did the same thing, Carl. You had <laughs> – I had it written down here. It's first year, 43 points. You sign the two-year deal. They pressure you. 15 points, 19 points. Coaching change, uh, I bet? That and injuries, yeah. Um, yeah, just like – you know, and it's who you play with, who the power play is, like all of it, right? And how good the team is. It's uh, a mix of things. And uh, I mean, it is what it is, basically. And you just got to grind through it. And you just keep working, right? I, I know. There's good years, there's yeah. bad years, there's, uh, but you've had a hot start this year. But before we leave the Paraton, Ice Paraton Krimichows, is you also played with Dominic Walsh, who was my former teammate, who uh, I always... No way. Yeah. I, I always, didn't know you played with Walshy. Yeah, I always enjoyed his company. He was a good dude. Yeah, and Hel- oh. for the Hellbronner Falcons. So Walshy's uh, one of me, like him and his wife and his daughter, we hung out all the time. Like He's a good dude. Oh, he's an unbelievable guy. Good player, too. Like, he could skate like the wind. The guy could move out yeah. there and uh oh i love he's always got a smile on his face and yeah good guy just, he's a good guy yeah, he's a dude. he's a teammate i remember he didn't play much in Hellbron. he was a young buck but like i remembered him and like i as soon as i saw his name i was like that guy is a, he's a dandy yeah. yeah you know what wally though like throughout the years of all these different teams i haven't met many bad teammates which like says a lot about the hockey. You know what I mean? Like just you're like, right though. But the the thing is, is like it's weird because I think the hockey world weeds them out, right? If maybe. if you if you're not a good teammate and you're not a good dude, it yeah. does not take long to figure that out. And then it's like, well, who's gonna sign you? You have to be like, really, 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 really fucking good to get a contract. Then, like other than Hendo and Haas, like everyone's been pretty good dudes. I would agree. <laughs> um, I only, there was a, there was one guy in beating hive that, uh, well, he was the worst I've ever seen, 
Um, to be honest, though, I've seen some bad ones in the real world, but the, yeah, the hockey world, um, like, um, they weed them out that, that the good yeah. ones are what's left. And like the guys that like, look at Patrick Marlowe or Joe Thornton, the guys yeah, exactly. that, are the, that are the best hockey players and are the best people last the longest. And if, yeah. if you're a good hockey person, or sorry, a good hockey player, you'll last as long as you can. But if you're a good guy, you'll last as long as you can. But if you can combine the both of them, then you're really doing her. Exactly. Yeah. Just for the record, the Hoth and Hendo comment was a joke. Okay. Yeah, hopefully they understand that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, they're both former potters. I'm sure they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I was talking for the listeners, so they don't think they were um how cold were the practices in Krimichow? uh they weren't as bad as Kofgren. really Kofgren was worse because Kofgren, i would have thought Krimichow was colder because Kofgren's like in bavaria exactly so the mountains you get the snow and the colder weather compared to east germany what are you getting there sure fucking cold in my water bottle frozen <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a January game and we go to Krimichow and like you couldn't take a slap shot because your stick was frozen so stiff that like it wouldn't flex and then you come to the bench the water bottles were frozen Carl how am I supposed to play hockey like that so we would get warm water put into our water bottles so they wouldn't freeze um but Cochran was colder I think I remember the outside the outdoor rink there I don't know at least the winter I was there. I won't lie to you, though. I, was, I don't mind either rink. I thought they had a ton of character, and I actually enjoyed playing hockey there. But the problem is is I wouldn't play well there because they were tough to play in because they were different, right? That's just because they're soft. I'm soft? <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to fight for you again then to show you what's up. <laughs> um, so the other thing we didn't touch on, though, that I think is quite impressive of you, Carl, is uh, you've been the strength coach for multiple teams. Um, you're still dabbling into the uh, the workout thing because what's hilarious to me is there's a, a, episode two, Jeff Lavecchio started this app, um, Train Heroic, and he's training all these guys all over the world. And you literally had done that for the Cardiff Devils, but you kept it in-house and gave everybody this free, all these free workouts while I'm in the middle of a gag ball. And um, <laughs> you were sitting on a nest egg. You just didn't release her, eh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, so I remember Lordo approaching me and saying like, hey, like, you want to, because like I had the phys ed background and stuff and he said, you want to do this program? And I said, yeah, sure. And then, uh, Allie, my wife, is really good with computer and Excel and all this stuff. And she's like, well, let's put it on a blog. Um, you guys are a good team, by the way. So, you know, fun, well, fact, fun fact for the pod. <laughs> um, so she helped me and she would come to the gym and film me do these videos. And then the first couple of weeks, like she had to do most of the work. Um, because I had no idea how to work this blog and stuff. Right. But you knew um, how to do the exercise. You know, do all that. And you knew everything about yeah. exercising. 
so I learned about it in like in school, obviously, and stuff. And I enjoy it too. I like I enjoy working out. Like I know like Hoth enjoys working out too. Like loves it. Yeah. <laughs> so does Hendo. So do I. Yeah. So like <laughs> so I know like they, they used to text me in the summer saying like, oh, I love your program. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah hockey's changed a bit eh? um but honestly uh no you did dude like i saw the program and i saw the workouts the team was doing and it was it was the newest cutting edge stuff i had seen but and i was like i was really impressed with you carl and you were my neighbor and yeah. you were doing that on top of playing and then you, did you know it for what made, made me really happy is when like richie a couple years later asked me for link to my workout well, and like richie's one of the most in shape guys in the world and i said like yeah here it is like take it well and he Which linked is, stuff you were doing and like you were, yeah. you were you were doing good stuff man i saw it i never really got to do it because i was in the middle of the gag ball but um like so I, yeah. yeah i actually did some of the workouts last year in krimichow as well like the, the coach ended up asking me to write workouts and I did that and, you know, I enjoy it. And I think being a, a player at the same time as writing workouts has its positives because you know how you're feeling, right? And like you know I'm, what the team's feeling and you know how many games like, you've played. Yeah. Like if I'm sore and tired, I'm not going to make the guys like, you know, lift 300 pounds. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, um and then i can see like with the yeah just the soreness like if you have like lots of reps low weight you get sore if you have more weight less reps you might not get sore like you just kind of work around that and yeah um, oh you used to make my workouts for me when basically my career was over and i'd be like well i don't even know what to do like i got one <laughs> leg and uh you would give me stuff to do at the gym like for fun and yeah, It'd be tough to start that business in the forest, but uh, <laughs> um, um, I think you have everything you need to start that business. And I think you had it, um, I guess, in 2015. Um, I think you were, you had something that could have been something, just so you know, but uh, only know. the Cardiff Devils knew about it. Again, remember, no regrets. No regrets. Keep on giving her exactly <laughs> um well how's the team doing so far are you guys good uh yeah yeah you guys are top end poland so that's fun right winning is fun it's better than krimichow then for this year sorry i can't say that because you're an active player you might want to go back someday let's say winning's more fun than losing it is but krimichow is winning right now too so I mean, I'm super pumped for them. They are and, right uh, now. But like, like right now, we're our team is stacked here. Yeah. Like we lost three games out of fourteen, and we shouldn't have lost those those three games. So it's it's, like, it's, it's fun playing on those teams, man. I mean, you're just a powerhouse, and you just run a muck, and it's just living. It, yeah, it's been fun. So where are you on the power play? Are you playing the flank, taking one tease, or are you up top, wrist no, and hand, a, taking one tease? 
I'm up top right now. Yeah, that's where I'd put you. Yeah, I'd rather be on the flank, man. Because you just want to take one tease. But I think if I you could use your feet and walk the line and take wristers too and just get it by the guy and get it on net, and you so don't have to, you, you don't have to shoot it that hard, Carl. You just have to shoot it normal speed and just get it to the net. Yeah, but I don't like normal speed. You know that. I know. You like full speed. <laughs> <laughs> shoot as hard as they can right for Lordo's head. Oh, there's something else I want to talk about. Oh, last thing before we shut her down, okay? Okay. It's been a long one. Yeah. We saw gotta... a picture of you guys at the airport on your way to Poland, and it brought back a lot of memories. Um, <clears throat> how much longer you got, and uh, and um, like how, many, how many? Yeah, and how many bags did it take to get to Poland um... with two kids? So this is my last year. Is it? Yeah. For sure? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I I mean, I, I, mean yeah. I You know what's hard, Carl? Okay. You know what's hard? Honest, Do you want to know what's street? really hard though? Is what? like when someone would offer you a contract that would like pay for your family's life for another year. I know it'll be really um, hard to turn that down to do something else. But at the same time, healthy. like if you're healthy, we have two kids and it's time to get on. My wife wants to be home with the fam, Like just, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's given, she's given me 10 years over here. It's time to give her yep. at least I'll give her 10 years in Canada and then we can go somewhere else. <laughs> maybe maybe in 10 years after that i could still play hockey and come back but we'll see well the way you can skate you probably can so yeah no you can uh, play forever man you're you're one of the yeah man you... honestly my body feels uh it feels like i could still i don't feel like i'm slowing down you don't look so, like it you look skinnier than Cardiff. Yeah, I am skinnier for sure. How much do you weigh now? I have no idea. I was going to say, I looked at the scale on the way out here and I was like, not a chance. <laughs> not even looking. No. All right, buddy. Okay. Well, that was awesome. We'll do again another episode some other day, right? Yeah, for sure. Dude. Sounds good. Good luck Thanks the rest of this season. And, um, I'm the biggest Katowicz Polish fan ever now. Uh, I've never been a Polish fan before, but um, good luck this year, man. Well, if this is your last year or if it's not, whatever happens, I think a lot of it has to do with how you play. (laughs) And it's funny because (laughs) even at that age, like if someone offers you a deal for another year, you're like, well, you kind of got to do it. (laughs) <laughs> so it's, it's it's you know what carl if you want to play another year i think it's up to you how you play so if you if you guys are going to run a muck in poland go run a muck eh well it's not up to me anymore either <laughs> no you're right though and it's it's about the kids and it's it's about everything else and like yeah i'm glad we shut it down when we did so we could start that next phase and uh that exactly. next phase has to happen and it has to start so you can start working your way up there too, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The longer you put it off, the 
<sighs> yep. And this right, has buddy. been another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Huddy and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Santa Claus.